God for once again gathering us together and um, so we will go into the word what the Lord wants to speak to us tonight is about gates what are gates in the spirit realm what are gates I am talking about spiritual gates the Bible talks a lot about gates <coughs> he, say, he said to Abraham you shall your descendants shall possess the gates of your enemy. So what is the meaning of gates? It says enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. What is gates? What is the meaning of gates? There are, there are two types of gates. But we are going to look at the first type of gates which are demonic gates. Hallelujah. So first of all let us start with the first point that describes what is gates or the introduction of gates write it down gates are the headquarters or legal exit and entry points of spiritual limitations gates are the headquarters or legal exit and entry points of spiritual limitations spiritual limita limitations means spiritual boundaries hallelujah spiritual boundaries spiritual territories are marked by 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 boundaries by by limitations if a principality is ruling the principality is ruling over a certain piece of area and the jurisdiction of that principality will be marked by boundaries by limitations hallelujah this is the area where the principality is ruling so this is the boundary the boundary is the limitation and the exit and the entry point the legal exit and the entry point to that kind of a boundary or that territory limitation are called gates let's understand limitations what are limitations or what are boundaries first kings chapter number 19 Let's go to 1st Kings, chapter number 19 and verse number 4, verse number 4. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a broom tree. And he prayed that he might die and said, It is enough. Now, Lord, take my life, for I am no better than my father's. Now, this is about Elijah. Now, this is after Elijah brought rain in Israel on the Mount Carmel. The Bible says that the hand of the Lord came upon Elijah in chapter 18, verse 46. And he outran the chariots of Ahab. And the Lord, the hand of the Lord left him at Jezreel, okay, at the entrance of Jezreel. And Ahab told Jezebel, so Elijah was at the gate of Jezreel. Are we understanding? Elijah was at the gate of Jezreel. Now look at me. Hallelujah. This is Mount Carmel. I don't have the map now, but this is Mount Carmel from where Elijah brought down fire. Now, Elijah was supposed to go south. Here cross Beersheba and go to mountain of Horeb okay because 
the significant life of Elijah, the power of Elijah was not in his anointing. The power of Elijah was in a secret place, was in hiding. If you, if you read the life of Elijah, study the Bible and see what Elijah did, most of the time he was in the hiding. First he was hiding in the brook of Cherith, then he was sent to Zarephath and the Bible says Ahab was sending so many spies and investigators to search for Elijah, but Elijah was nowhere to be found. He was sending agents and sending spies to other nations, but Elijah was nowhere to be found. Because Elijah was a man of hiding, his power was in, in his hiding, his power came from his secret place. Hallelujah. For certain time he will do ministry, for one day he did ministry on the Mount of Carmel. To, you know what happened on the Mount of Carmel, he brought all the false prophets, the prophets of Baal and Ashtoreth and all those things and he killed them by bringing down fire. So one day and after that he was again supposed to go to his hiding place. And his hiding place was mountain of Horeb, but he got caught up on the way at Jezreel, at the entrance of Jezreel. The entrance of Jezreel means the gates of Jezreel. Okay, hallelujah. And there at the gates of Jezreel, he got, he got stuck there, he, he waited there. I, 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 you know, I have already preached about, about the journey of Elijah from Mount Carmel to the mountain of Horeb. Hallelujah. That men of hiding should not waste their time after ministry. Do you know, have you read your Bible and have you seen that most of us, most of the ministers of the gospel pray before their ministry? Pray before their ministry. Before we do ministry, we pray, oh Lord, Lord bring down power, Lord let the anointing flow, let healings happen, let miracles happen, let your word transform. We pray before ministry. But read your Bible, you will see Jesus praying after he did ministry. You will see Jesus going to the secret place after he did ministry. Hallelujah. Because Satan will not come for you before you are doing ministry. But after you are done with your ministry. Hallelujah. If you, if you tarry, if you tarry on the pulpit and not go immediately to the secret place, Satan will attack you. Jesus Whenever he did ministry, after the ministry, the Bible says he isolated himself. He went somewhere and he prayed. He went somewhere and he prayed after the ministry. Hallelujah. Are we understanding? So, so Elijah, after he did ministry, he did not immediately go to the secret place. That was his fault. But he was at Jezreel, the core of the principality called Jezebel that was ruling over Israel. And at the gate of Jezreel, he tarried until he was waiting at the gate of Jezreel. Elijah came and told Jezebel everything. And then Jezebel released a spell. She said, tomorrow about this time, you have to die. I will kill you, Jezebel said. You know the story in 1 Kings chapter number 19, verse 2. She says that, <clears throat> so let the gods do so to me, Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah in verse 2. So let the gods do so to me and more also, if I do not make your life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. Hallelujah. That is a spell that Jezebel released. Now the spell could work inside of her territory. And when he saw that he arose and ran for his life and went to Beersheba. Hallelujah. He ran from Jezreel and went to Beersheba which belongs to Judah 
and left his servant there but he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness now see what it says and came and sat down under a broom tree and prayed there that he might die and said why he wanted to die because he said it is enough now lord take my life for i am no better than my fathers underline that that is limitation what did elijah said lord take my life because i am no better i am no better than my fathers that means that suggests that elijah came from a ancestral line from a ancestral line in which the fathers whenever they used to do ministry they used to die midway they used to die midway hallelujah they they someone would kill them hallelujah and that is what happened in israel before because elijah survived and the bible says jezebel had executed all the prophets of the lord but obadiah had hid 100 prophets in a, inside a cave and was feeding them with bread and water but jezebel had executed the from the line from the ancestral line from where elijah came whenever they used to try to minister or they, whenever they try to attack the stronghold they used to die that was the limitation of jezebel set over that territory and elijah said to god lord let me also die because i am no better than them i think i will also end like them because that same limitation was bringing the same pattern in his life are we understanding hallelujah if someone is is keen to study your ancestral line and study some patterns if if they if your ancestral line used to earn a certain amount of money hallelujah and you go to that limit 50000 a year you go to that limit after that you will face so many attacks to cross that limit because they want to be like your fathers they want you to limit in which your fathers and ancestors and forefathers were limited there is a limitation there are limitations set by principalities over and over the family line there are limitations set by a principality over a certain territory which does not allows to people does not allows the people now in in case of india in case of india hallelujah there is a state in india which is in the northern side called called rajasthan and there is another state connected to its border called gujarat i have seen that even as i move from one place and cross the border of that state to another state the land is green on this side and the land is so dry on that side how can that happen because the states are governed by principalities there are territorial limits that controls a state there are territorial limits that controls an a, a city or a certain place or a territory are we understanding those are limitation hallelujah are we understanding when he when he as soon as he went came down from mount carmel that's why when in the beginning you know elijah went to ahab and he had to prophesy that there will be no rain in israel god told elijah immediately leave that place and go to the brook of cherith and elijah did that because that place 
was ruled by a principality that will give a lot of trouble to the prophets of God. It was not a safe place for the prophets of God. Are we understanding limitation? But Elijah did a small mistake and he waited at the entrance at the gate of Jezreel. The place, the, the territory where prophets get the lot of trouble. Hallelujah. He was supposed to his, he was supposed to move fast. That's why the hand of the Lord came on Elijah. Why will the hand of the Lord came, come on Elijah when he finished his ministry? For him to go fast, go fast, go fast to the hiding place. And the hand of the Lord came and left him at a place he was supposed to go ahead from there. But he waited at the gates of Jezreel. Hallelujah, gates, gates, hallelujah, which are entry and exit points, legal entry and exit points of limitations hallelujah are we understanding and the bible says when he was in Beersheba he was in this suicidal thought he wanted to die he wanted to die because he said he, he thought he will end like his fathers but the bible says the angels were sent to him and he was fed with food and he escaped the territory of Israel he left Beersheba he went out of the boundary of Israel Hallelujah, 40 days journey in the strength of that food. And at last he, he came to mountain of Horeb and he did not die. He did not die. Hallelujah. If something is, listen to me, people of God, if something is holding us inside a bondage, if something is holding us inside, a, you know what, what is holding us? It's the gates that are holding us. It is the gate. It is the gate that is holding us okay are we understanding gates are headquarters or legal entry and exit points of spiritual limitations so i explained you limitations so the second point about the the second thing under this point under this topic of gates which are entry and exit points of spiritual limitation is demonic gates are set up by principalities do you remember my the, the teaching that I gave you on principalities, thrones, powers, rulers of darkness? I told you that the principality is of the highest order and principalities change. I told you from, from right from Genesis until, until, uh, until Jesus came and even after Jesus came, the principalities which were ruling. Hallelujah. During the time of David and Saul, the principality of Philistine, Philistines was ruling but through the mighty man warrior David the man of God the principality of Philistine was brought down but after that Israel started to sin and then the principality of Assyria came the principality of Babylon came and principality of Babylon was ruling okay hallelujah that was the golden head of the idol that Nebuchadnezzar saw what he saw it was Babylon, the golden head. Then the silver chest was the Medo-Persian Empire. After Babylon fell, who, who brought down Babylon? It was Daniel and his friends. That, that church of four people brought down the principality of Babylon. I don't have time. You can read your Bible. Then the Medo-Persian Empire came. Hallelujah. Then the prince of uh, then the prince of Persia came. When Daniel was fighting in the Medo-Persian Empire, the prince of Persia was fighting his prayer. Why? Because the principality of Persia was active at that time. So, 
Hallelujah. After principality of Persia, the principality of Greece was ruling. Then during the time of Jesus, the principality of Rome was ruling the whole realm of the earth. So there are different principalities. That is what the beast system is made of. The Bible says the beast looks like a leopard. Then he, uh, you know, all those characteristics of different animals. That means all the nations, all the principalities under one roof is the beast. I told you that is the United Nations. So there are different principalities. Hallelujah. When we call Persia, oh, nation, the Persia. But when we call Persia in the realm of the spirit, it's a principality. And this head in the hierarchy, the principality is the one who set up demonic gates. Two, they set up, demonic gates are set up by principalities which are the exit and entry point of their limitation or the boundaries set by them which defines the area of their governance. Let me come again. Demonic gates are set up by principalities which are the exit and entry points of the limitations or the boundaries set by them which defines the area of their governance. Hallelujah. Are you understanding? When a principality is ruling, it is having a ter territorial limit. It is having a territorial limit on which it is ruling. So it's, it's governed by their boundaries. Outside the boundary, the principality cannot exercise its control. That's why Elijah ran out of Beersheba and went to mountain of Horeb, which, were, which was outside the borders of Israel that time. Are we understanding? So, so that he can escape the spell of the principality. But if, if the gates of that principality would have held him inside, he would have died. If he elongated his stay in that place under the broom, broom tree or some version say juniper tree, he would have died under, the, under that tree. Hallelujah. But because he exited the principality, we, we cannot exit the principality just like that. The Lord has to give his angels so that we can escape the gates. Do you remember Peter who was held by Herod inside the prison and he was supposed to be killed the next day? Do you remember the church was praying for him? Acts chapter 12. What happened to him? The Bible says the angel came like for Elijah the angel came and the angel loosened his chains and he asked him to get up and flee and then he passed through an iron gate and went came outside and came to the city what is that iron gate the iron gate is the is the gate of the herodian principality which was killing the apostles hallelujah are we understanding gates today we are we are going we are looking at that gates hallelujah many of us have to have to have to overcome and, and overpower the gates of Hades. I will come to the gates of Hades because that is the, that is the responsibility of the church. Hallelujah. To fight with the gates and the powers of the gates of Hades. Hallelujah. So, those are gates. There is a territorial limit. You cannot, you cannot go through the border. There is a gate that you, you have to go through if you want to go out of that of that demonic principality. There is a gate. Hallelujah. And that's why Elijah came out. Hallelujah. And you need the assistance of angels, angelic intervention, when you need to go out of demonic gates. 
So what did I say? Demonic gates are set up by principality. Who, are, who is setting it up? The main power, the, the top in the hierarchy of the demonic order. That is a principality that is setting up the gates, which are the exit and the entry points of their boundaries and which the boundary defines the area of their governance of the certain principality. The next thing that we need to know is the principality the order the, the principality assigns gatekeepers at, at the gates which are demons actually it's a, it's a mixture of demons and fallen angels I, I, I don't want to go into that right now but let me go ahead with the pointers the principality assigns gatekeepers at these gates which are what demons or even it can be fallen angels and what they are called they are called rulers of darkness of this age Ephesians chapter number 6 12 our wrestle is not against flesh and blood but it's against the principalities against powers against rulers of darkness of this age I have explained that to you but let me again explain if you forgot it and then the spiritual host in wicked places what are rulers of darkness ruler rulers of darkness are the fallen angels and the demons who are under the jurisdiction of the current ruling principality which is the political party that is ruling United States right now the Democrats right the Democrats are ruling the United States right now they are in power so the ministers the vice president and whatever the Senate or the ministers of the Democrat party are ruling right now they are actively ruling and they are in the White House right now but there is another party called Republican Party. But they are not in power currently. But they also have demons. In other words, they also have ministers under them. So there is, when one principality is ruling, for example, when Babylon was ruling, the demons and fallen angels under that principalities were the rulers of darkness of that age. Then when Babylon fell off, Medo-Persian Empire came. The demons of that Medo-Persian Empire were the ruling powers at that point of time. But Babylon's demons were not the ruling power because it went off. Hallelujah. Are we understanding people of God? Are you, guys, are you with me apart from the three people on the screen? Are others? Hallelujah. So that is, that is how the principality have, has gatekeepers. The job of the gatekeepers is to guard the gates, is to, it's to protect the entry and the exit point. Okay, And those gatekeepers are the rulers of darkness, are the current ruling powers, the current, current ruling uh, demons under the principality. Hallelujah. Who are, what, what do they do? So the rulers of darkness who are the gatekeepers, who are the gatekeepers at the gates, what do they do? They, they guard the gates. And rule the territory by approving or disapproving entry and exits at the position of the gates. Okay, what is what does the watchman do at your gate? The watchman is not supposed to let anyone out if there is not an approval. And he is not supposed to let anyone in if there is no approval. So that is what they do. They will not let anyone out of the gate. And these are the powers on the gates that are holding so many believers captive 
captive and keeping them un inside limitations. Hallelujah. But today, God will break the gates of iron in Jesus' mighty name. Because the Bible says you shall possess the gates of your enemies in Jesus' mighty name. We are just starting off and I am giving you an introduction, making it so simplified so you might understand what are gates. So the gatekeepers are assigned the responsibility to not to allow anyone out of the gate who is under the principality and not to allow anyone inside who is a threat and a spy against the principality or against their kingdom. For example, Joshua in the book of Joshua chapter number 2, verse number, chapter number 2. Let's go there. Do you remember what happened there? Joshua sent spies. Joshua sent spies inside of where? Jericho. Now Jericho was a principality and Joshua sent spies inside of Jericho. And these spies were able to escape the powers of the gate and go inside and go inside what? Jericho. And they came to the house of Rehab the prostitute. The Bible says. Okay. When they came to the house of Rehab the prostitute, the king came to know that someone has passed through the gates with an illegal entry. Hallelujah. And the king sent out a search and the king came to know that there is the spies hiding in the house of Rehab. But Rehab told the officials of the king, no, 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 they are not hiding. They had come, but they escaped in the dark. When the, when the gates were getting shut off, they escaped. So go for them. Otherwise, they will, they will run away. They will, be, they will be far away for you to reach them. So she shrewdly and with wisdom, she sent away the officials out of the gates. And then after they had gone out of the gates, the Bible says, the conversation happened between them and Rahab told that when I believe in the Lord, the Lord of Israel. And when she believed in the Lord, she said, when you are coming to destroy Jericho, for surely the Lord will destroy Jericho. Please remember me and my family. And she led the spies out of the window because the security at the gates was strengthened. So she took another way and led them out of the window of her house. And there the scarlet cord was given to Rahab as a significance of the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The blood of Jesus Christ does not work for everyone. The blood of Jesus Christ only works for those who have submitted to God and who have surrendered their lives to God and who have a willing heart to do anything for the Lord. Like Rahab, at the risk of her life, at the risk of the lives of her family members, she, she would have been kill, killed if she was caught by the king and her family. But at the risk of her life, she helped the people of God. Amen. Hallelujah. And, the, and the, the blood of Jesus does not work for everyone. The blood of Jesus only works for people who have come under the covering of the blood. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay. The blood, the, the scarlet cord was given to Rahab. And I, I told you the significance of it. The, some, some people will have the question. So the Bible says that, that the house of Rahab was on the walls. The walls, the house of Rahab was inside the wall. So you might have the question that when the walls fell down, how Rahab survived? How, how she survived? Because her house was in the wall. Now when the walls of Jericho fell, all the walls of Jericho fell except for the part where Rahab's house was. Because it was protected by the blood. So that part did not fell. Hallelujah. hallelujah. That blood, hallelujah, are we understanding? 
if you are staying in a wicked principality but you use the power of the blood destruction will strike everyone that are under the principality but it shall not come near you because you are under the covering of the blood that is the power of the blood of jesus hallelujah amen are we understanding this the power of the blood of jesus protected the, protected the house of rehab but i am trying to tell you about the gates about the gates that is signifying of the gates now jericho was so strong because the security at the gates was strong and the walls were fortified the walls were thick so thick that a three four bedroom house could be there inside the wall the walls were thick i preached about the walls but let us see about the gates it's impossible go to go through the walls the only entry and exit point is the gate but they cannot also go through gates the enemies of jericho because the security at the at the gates were so were so strong so no one even thought to defeat jericho except for the lord god most high and he 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 gave instructions to joshua how to defeat it now the question is if the security at the gates were so strong how could how could the spies sent by joshua get in get inside the gate you know why because they were sent of god they were the sent of god when you are sent by god no gates can have you captive every when you are sent by god the gate of that principality has killed many people but when you pass through the gate the powers on the gates will be blinded remember what happened to peter when peter was in the prison the angel led him and the bible says at last he went out from the iron gate to the city the iron gate which had killed many other servants of god could not kill peter because he was the sent of god he was the apostle of god and and secondly the church was praying for peter and by the because the church is made to fight against the gates of hades it was the prayers of the church made for peter i am going to come to that incident at a later part i don't know because there is a lot to cover maybe we have to do it in two parts but we will come to the peter incident where he was held captive and how he was led out it is the significance of the gates demonic gates hallelujah are we understanding so gates the spies were able to enter the gates and exit through the house of rehab because they were sent by god hallelujah amen many missionaries when they when they do bible college they do bible college in zeal and excitement that is good to have zeal and excitement but don't let the zeal and excitement overpower the leading of the holy spirit understand if you are sent to a certain place or not because if you are not sent to a certain place when you the gates of that place will kill you and that's how many missionaries are killed because they move ahead in excitement you have to understand if you are sent to a place or not if you are not sent to a place the gates will overpower you the gates the gatekeepers will kill you hallelujah many missionaries don't understand the spiritual realm they have bible knowledge because they studied theory but their eyes are not open their ears are not open to the holy spirit many preachers many evangelists they don't have their spiritual senses active but they have knowledge of the bible 
they have evangelical lessons what they need to do in, in the mission field but they don't have knowledge about spiritual jurisdictions and the gates of Hades hallelujah and so when they are not able to enter or penetrate into a certain city instead of inquiring with God if they are sent to that city or not they try to climb the walls and go through go through other uh, skip the process of going through the gates hallelujah what does the Bible says in Psalm 24 lift up your heads O you gates and be lifted up you everlasting doors and the king of glory shall come in I will come to that revelation later but the Lord does not go through the walls the Lord comes through the gates because the one who has the authority will come through the gates but the one who does not has authority like a thief he will skip go through the wall do you remember John chapter 10 what it says what Jesus said I am the good shepherd and a shepherd will come through the gate and the doorkeeper do doorkeeper will open the door for him because he is approved to go through the gate are you understanding he is approved through to go through the gate so the do doorkeeper will, will open because he has the authority to go in but a hireling which, who is not a true shepherd he, will, he cannot go through the gate he has to go through somewhere else and sneak and peek into the into the sheepfold that is the meaning when you are on when you are authorized only then you can go through the gates otherwise not when you are sent by God to a territory only then you you will go through the gate and when you get inside the principality instead of the principality demons killing you you will have you will cause a havoc you will threaten them and you will silence them because you went through the gate inside you went through the gate inside hallelujah are we understanding people of God if the Prime Minister of USA is supposed to enter the White House he will come through the main gate everyone will look at him because he has the authority hallelujah if you if you enter your house you will come through the door of your house right hallelujah because you are not a thief amen hallelujah I hope you are understanding this the spies were able to enter the gates and exit through the house of Rehab because they had the authority they were sent by God they were sent by God when you are sent by God every demonic gate will open up for you and gatekeepers will bow down to you hallelujah they will be paralyzed they will be blinded at your coming when you come in in Jesus mighty name when you lead out when you are led out by God the gate will open up and gatekeepers will be blinded that is going out of a gate going out of a principality going out of bondage don't go inside a gate when the Lord has not sent you there the enemy would kill you hallelujah that is what happened that is what happened with Elijah he went at the gate of Jezreel he was not supposed to go at the gate of Jezreel the hand of the Lord came upon him for him to fasten his journey to mountain of Horeb but he went in the gate Mount Car Carmel was the assigned place Elijah do your ministry on Mount Carmel don't hang around here and there with Jezebels and Ahabs you you quicken your process your journey to come to Mount Horeb but he hang around the gates that was the cause of the tragedy that happened with Elijah hallelujah we don't go unless we are sent we got to understand that 
we just go we most of us think most of the new preachers and evangelists and so called prophets things oh i just need to expand my ministry to by going to places it's not like that you got to know where you are sent where are you sent which nation are you sent for i know for the nation for which i am sent hallelujah and i will not touch the nations where i am not sent which are not yet open for me the gates of the nations open up for us even as we grow in the anointing only when the gates will open and where when the anointing over us is able to defeat the powers on on the gate and we are sent only then we can penetrate into nations gates gates hallelujah gatekeepers are we understanding until now for those who have joined now we are on the topic of gates what are gates in the spirit so the gates would open up so are we done we are we, we are finishing off the first point and the first point was that the gates what is the explanation what is the introduction that gates are headquarters or legal exit and entry points of of spiritual limitations set by the principality we are done with that point and we are going to the next point now okay we are going to next point that explains the next characteristics of a spiritual gate the next characteristics characteristic of a gate is the gates would open for the king of glory and it would open up uh, of them who are capable to host the presence of the king of glory in their lives hallelujah the gate will open up for the king of glory let me ask you a question who is the king of glory hallelujah the bible says the lord god almighty the lord mighty in battle hallelujah he is the king of glory the lord of hosts the lord of the army of armies of heaven he is the king of glory so now we have to understand this spiritual gates will not open up for everyone this spiritual gates will open up for only only the lord the king of glory and those who are capable to host the presence of the king of glory in their lives let us go to the most most powerful verse one of the most powerful verses in the bible in psalm chapter number 27 Let's go to Psalm chapter number twenty-seven, verse number seven to ten. Ah, uh, oh, not Psalm twenty-seven. Psalm twenty-four, verse number seven to ten. Psalm twenty-four, verse number seven to ten. Lift up your heads, O you gates, and be lifted up. you everlasting doors and the king of glory shall come in who is the king of glory the lord strong and mighty the lord mighty in battle lift up your heads o you gates again he says lift up <coughs> lift up you everlasting doors and the king of glory shall come in who is the king of glory the lord of hosts he is the king of glory hallelujah now let's see a little bit of the background of this psalm this psalm is been written by david and when did he write this psalm he wrote this psalm when he was bringing the ark of the covenant from the house of obed edom to his place in jerusalem to the city of J david 
by the way the city of david is in jerusalem now listen to me david commands the gates and the doors there are spirit now jerusalem jerusalem is the most mysterious place on the face of the earth jerusalem hallelujah jerusalem is the is a prophetic place it's the mysterious place and only who who can tap into the mysteries and the deep realms of mysteries can unveil the secret of jerusalem maybe i will take the subject of jerusalem the mysterious place once in a meeting but you have to understand jerusalem is a mysterious place remember last friday what i taught about i taught about the pathway of the altars what was the fourth altar the fourth altar that abraham built it was in moriah on on one of the mountains of where moriah and i told you that fourth altar that abraham built manifested the salvation for mankind and manifested god himself on the face of the earth through that fourth altar that abraham built manifested the heart of god that abraham did not keep his only son so is god who will not keep his only son for mankind he will give and at last it was not isaac that was killed it was the ram that signifies jesus christ and abraham abraham saw jesus because the bible says when he looked up to heaven he saw a ram that was caught behind him by the thicket and the thorns how can one look to heaven and see back he does not has eyes on his back but when he looked up to heaven the glory of god the bible says is like a mirror it's a mirror hallelujah he saw jesus in heaven and he saw the same jesus in the form of the thorn like a mirror showing him who is back of him the ram are we understanding okay hallelujah that was the altar that manifested jesus in that place where in jerusalem because the throne of god is in the third heavens in the heaven but the throne of god you will ask me brother raul where is the throne of god on earth the throne of god on earth is in jerusalem hallelujah because that is where the altar is the fourth altar built by abraham abraham is a powerful man of god okay and we would you would see he is more powerful than any of the prophets nowadays who do miracles signs and wonders because he lived by the law of the altars hallelujah he was the one who brought down salvation by his obedience on the face of the earth that's why he is called the father he is called the god of abraham isaac and jacob are you understanding so listen to me now listen to me why i am taking you on that route because i want to explain to you psalm 24 7 to 10 which we just read that's why i am taking you on that route okay so david is commanding now you got to understand we will come to that verse later second chronicles chapter 3 verse 1 let's go there now second chronicles chapter number 3 verse 1 hallelujah <coughs> second chronicles <coughs> chapter number 3 verse number 1 Now Solomon began to build the house of the Lord at Jerusalem on Mount Moriah. 
the place where the fourth altar was built by Abraham, that is Jerusalem. But that was early, earlier not known as Jerusalem. It was known as Moriah, where he built the fourth altar. Where the Lord had appeared to his father David at the place, at the place that David had prepared on the threshing floor of Ornan the Jebusite. We will come to that part. God appeared to David there at the same place, at the mountain of Moriah. Okay, so are we understanding the history of Jerusalem? So this is Jerusalem to whom David is saying to the spiritual doors of Jerusalem and to the spiritual gates of Jerusalem and he is speaking to the gates to open up, open yourself, be lifted up, be lifted up you everlasting door and the king of glory is coming in. He is using an ancient revelation on the basis of the altar of Abraham by which he marked that place Jerusalem as his own place the Lord God, God Most High Hallelujah that is why intercessory ministry is conquering ministry because intercessory ministry we go to places not to do ministry to build altars to mark that that place belongs to God and God has overtaken that place my God Hallelujah oh God this group is apart from the four people I don't know Hallelujah <coughs> Listen to me. <coughs> that is why intercessory ministry is a conquering ministry. Because it is not by fighting in the flesh. Or it is not by evangelizing we win places for God. It is by building up altars we mark this place belongs to God. And Jerusalem belongs to God. Because Abraham built the altar at Moriah. Marking that place belongs to God. And now by that revelation. David is commanding the gates to open. Because the owner of that place has come in. Come inside is coming inside. Be hallelujah. Lift up your heads. Oh, you gates of Jerusalem. Be lifted up. You everlasting doors for the King of Glory, the King God Almighty, the Lord strong and mighty in battle. And you see the introduction. David is introducing the Lord as a mighty warrior, and then he introduces the Lord as the Lord of hosts, means the Lord of the armies of heaven. That means Abraham was not only building altars by building altars he was doing spiritual warfare because lord is introduced as a mighty warrior in context of spiritual warfare unto the gates of jerusalem hallelujah hallelujah i hope people are getting what i am saying hallelujah listen to me david commands the gates and the doors of jerusalem to open with the introduction of the lord of glory as a mighty warrior and secondly as the Lord of the armies of heaven to the gates of the principalities. Hallelujah. Building altars is not just building altars. Building altars is spiritual warfare. Hallelujah. And that's why this God who assisted, who led Abraham to build an altar, he is not introduced as only Lord, but he is introduced as the Lord mighty in battle. So Abraham was a spiritual warrior. You see that? And his job was to go and mark the territories by building up altars and dedicate it to the Lord. So that the Lord will have jurisdiction and the Lord can overpower the gates which are built in that place. Are we understanding? He introduces, David introduces the Lord in that way because declaring to them the captain who has defeated them and who is over them. God had took over Jerusalem. That is Mount Moriah where Abraham had built the fourth altar. Hallelujah. Are we understanding now? 
<coughs> okay listen to me very carefully let us go now let us go to what happened in the book of genesis chapter number 22 genesis chapter number 22 be stay with me very sensitive in the spirit pay give all your attention to what i am speaking now otherwise you will miss it genesis chapter number 22 now let's start reading from verse number 14 this is after the ram appeared behind abraham abraham was going to sacrifice isaac on mount moriah but he was stopped and he got the offering uh, the sacrifice of a ram behind him that signifies jesus now in verse 14 genesis 22 verse 14 and abraham called the name of the place the lord will provide as it is to this day in the mount of the lord it shall be provided <coughs> then the lord then the angel of the lord called to abraham a second time out of heaven and said by myself i sworn says the lord because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son your only son blessing i will bless you and multiplying i will multiply your descendants now now give your attention to verse 17 what i am reading the promise blessing will i i will bless you and multiplying i will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is on the seashore and your descendants shall possess the gates of their enemies that is the promise made to abraham in jerusalem that was ancient name was mount moriah and that descendant was who was supposed to possess the gate of the enemy was david and that david after that david's name and identity jesus came and jesus is also called the son of david who will destroy and possess the gates of the enemy of jerusalem jerusalem is the most controversial place because remember listen to me the intention of the devil who is lucifer was to overtake the throne of god remove god and sit on the throne of god in the third heavens but because he was thrown out of the third heavens on earth now he is trying to trying his best to overtake the throne of god on earth that is in jerusalem that is and that is why they are building the third temple when they build the third temple they will place there the abomination of desolation what is the abomination of desolation many commentators interpreted in many ways but i will tell you by the spirit what is abomination of desolation the abomination of desolation is the throne of satan or the throne of antichrist set up in the most holy place in the in the temple in jerusalem to show the to to be to satisfy his ego that i have taken the throne of god and there the antichrist will sit who is the face of the devil Oh my god hallelujah are we understanding yes. Jerusalem Jerusalem is been the, and who will overthrow antichrist the next the son of david who is called the son of david jesus christ because the promise is made to abraham that your descendants and his, in his seed that is jesus he will possess the gates of jerusalem because jerusalem is been is in a conflict satan is laying claims on jerusalem 
and trying to occupy the throne of God. Hallelujah. People of God, remove your mute. Other than those who are on the screen, remove, remove your mute and say Amen. Are you understanding? Hallelujah. Jerusalem is in conflict. Why? Because Satan is fighting for the very throne that God has set up through the altar of Abraham in the place called Jerusalem. Hallelujah. Your, we, everyone say, I shall possess the gates of the enemies in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Are you understanding Psalm 24 now? Psalm 24 is now speaking. That is what David is speaking. Lift up your heads, O you gates. Jerusalem, your king is coming. This is your owner who is coming. So gates open up. Doors open up. Hallelujah. For the king of glory, the Lord strong and mighty, mighty in battle, the Lord of spiritual warfare is coming. The owner of Jerusalem. The owner of Jerusalem is coming. Are you understanding that verse right now? Okay. There is more to that verse. There is more to that verse. Now, you got to understand verse 17. Apart from possessing the gates of the enemy, that promise, there is also another promise. What is that? Blessings will I bless you. Huh? Multiplying, I will multiply you. And your descendants will be as the stars. This is, underline that, as the stars of heaven and as the, <coughs> as the sand which is on the seashore. In other words, your descendants cannot be counted. Your descendants cannot be counted. Now here is where David fall, falls. David fell in, in this, in reversing this promise and listening to Satan. Have you ever wondered? Okay, let me take you to the, to the words. The Bible says Solomon that we read 2 Chronicles 3.1. Remember that? Mm -hmm. Solomon built the temple in mountain of Moriah. That is Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. Where David met, met with the Lord. The Lord appeared to David at the threshing floor of that person. What's his name? Aruno. Ornan. At the threshing floor of Ornan. Why David had to build an altar there at the threshing floor of Ornan? Why? Because he sinned against the Lord. What was his sin? What was his sin? First Chronicles chapter number 21. Let's go there. Many people are still not able to get, many commentators, Bible commentators are still not able to speculate the meaning of it. But I will tell you the meaning. First Chronicles chapter number 21. First Chronicles chapter number 21. It says, now Satan stood up against Israel and moved David to number Israel. How many of you have read this chapter? You know that David numbered Israel and sinned against the Lord. Have you ever wondered why, what was his sin? What is the sin in numbering Israel? And why did Satan move David to number Israel? Hallelujah. Because the promise of God to Abraham at Moriah was, your de descendants will be cannot be numbered. That will be your descendants. And to make mockery of that promise, Satan instigated David to number Israel, to make a mockery of that promise. Are you understanding now? Now, after David did a numbering or a census of Israel, the prophet Gad came to, the, the prophet Gad came to David and, and told David, David, you have sinned. And God has brought three options for you. Either 
will he will put you in the hands of your enemies or either <coughs> what are the three things either three years of famine or three months to be defeated by the enemies or either three days of plague from the lord on the territory of israel so the david told i don't want to fall in the hands of man let me fall in the hands of god rather and i would choose the third option let the lord send a plague now when the lord send a plague the angel of the lord came and started to kill people in israel and david could not david said lord i have sinned against you not the people please stop this plague i pray i plead with you then the lord gave david the instruction now if you want to stop this plague you need to go to mount moriah hallelujah you need to go to mount moriah because the threshing floor of ornan is where is at mount moriah and there build an altar to the lord and the bible says the lord appeared to david and the plague was stopped now what is the significance of it satan who instigated david to make mockery of the promise of the altar of moriah for david to be forgiven and the plague to st stop david was resent to that place to reestablish the altar so that the covenants can be reestablished at mountain of moriah oh my god are we understanding this hallelujah are you getting so that's why david was again sent to mount moriah and he reestablished the altar he had to build the altar again repent and build the altar again so that the 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 mockery of the promises that he made by listening to satan can be again reestablished at mountain of moriah satan is fighting for jerusalem and he fights for jerusalem by some or the other way i don't want to go more there are more deeper revelation in this but i cannot go more deeper because people will not be able to take in now but afterwards maybe you will be able to take in hallelujah are you understanding the sin of david now what is what is the sin he 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 did a census in israel he numbered israel because it was satan whom he listened to heard and did that thing why because satan wanted to use david the servant of god to make a mockery of the promises of the altar at moriah the fourth altar built by abraham hallelujah and then the plague would only stop by the law of the altar which david has made a mockery of and he had to go and in humility that's why david said by revelation i will not take anything for free i will pay for the altar and for the equipments at the altar and then i will build the altar because it was david who had sinned and he had to offer the sacrifice build up the altar offer the sacrifice so that the promises and the altar covenants can be reestablished of which david the king made a mockery of by counting and numbering israel hallelujah amen we have to we, we got to remember the promises made to us on the altars and you have to realize that through your mouth through your actions satan will try to instigate you to make a mockery of the same promises by your acts hallelujah and many of the plagues and pro problems that come in our lives it's because we are we are acting and speaking against the promises of god our deeds our actions and our words are against the promises of god and that's why the problems come in that very place 
Hallelujah. <coughs> Amen. And so as per that promise, David the seed. Okay. Hallelujah. Are we understanding now? <coughs> okay. The next thing is, let's come back to Psalm 24. Lift up your heads, O you gates. Be lifted up, you everlasting door. For the king of glory should come in. The next thing is, the context of when that psalm was written. That psalm was written when David was bringing the Ark of the Covenant from the house of Obed-Edom to his place, that is the city of David in Jerusalem. Now, why the Ark of the Covenant was in, in the house of Obed-Edom? When you read 2 Samuel chapter number 6, David, though he was a king, he did not know the principles of priesthood. He forgot the principles of priesthood or he was ignorant of the principles of priesthood. He said, now when I am king in Jerusalem, let me bring the ark of God to Jerusalem. So he put the ark of God on a bullock cart to bring it to Jerusalem. Where did he receive that idea? Where did it come to him? It came to him from the demons of Philistines. Because you remember, the Philistines used to put the Ark of God. When the Ark of God went into the temple of Dagon and the temple, you know, the idol of Dagon fell down and there was devastation in the land of Philistines. The Philistines elders came together and they discussed this Ark is making havoc in Philistine. Let us send it back to Israel. And they put the Ark on a bullock cart. That is the mentality of the Philistines. And the demons of Philistines influenced David to take up that idea to take the ark of God. And when the ark was taken, my God, you know, the ark was going to fall and Uzzah touched the ark and he died. And David was terrified. He said, the ark of God is dangerous. Let me keep it in the house of Obed-Edom. But when he kept the ark in the house of Obed-Edom, the Bible says the Lord blessed the household of Obed-Edom. That signifies this king of glory whom I am talking about has no partiality. Amen. His presence can be destruction and death to someone and at the same time his presence, his glory can be a blessing to someone else. People of God do not know how to handle the glory. Christians don't know how to handle the presence. That's why the very presence of God brings death and destructions in their life. They don't know the principles of priesthood. Though David is a king, God does not care about it. Whoever you are, you are an apostle, you are a prophet, God does not care about title. The thing is, are you able to handle his presence? Do you know the principles of priesthood? Hallelujah. Though David is a king, God is not going to be partial towards David. He brought destruction in the, in the thing that David was doing. That was death of Uzzah. Hallelujah. But when the same ark went to Obed-Edom, who knew the principles of priesthood, the Lord blessed him. Now when David saw that he was blessed, he again went recalibrating his ideas. And this time, David took the ark on the shoulders of the priest because that is the principle. The presence of God cannot be carried by non-living objects. It has to be carried by the priests themselves. That is the revelation. Hallelujah. Amen. And this time when he, when he brought the Ark of the Covenant, 
he brought it in the right way and when when they entered that is the time he wrote the psalm he told the gates of jerusalem to open up for the king of glory hallelujah so what i want to say what i want to say there are some points if you want the gates to open up for you what you need to do is you need to comply with the priesthood principles of carrying the presence of god on your life hallelujah many people want oh pastor will carry the presence of god and open the gates no it's not you yourself as a priest comply with the principles of priesthood and carry the presence of god that's why i told in the second point that those who 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 are capable of hosting the presence of his glory can enter through the gates hallelujah gates will open up for them so first thing gates are not opening up for you because you are not complying with the principles of priesthood like david you have to comply with the principles of priesthood and carry the presence of god like a priest second the presence and the glory of god can be death and destruction to one and blessing to another the presence of god shows no partiality i told you this third david commanded the gates of jerusalem to open for the presence of god at the power and the authority from the altar of abraham which was already built inside of jerusalem marking the ownership of the lord third thing for gates to open up we need to build altars in a territory we need to for if if gates if we are closed and in bondage of demonic gates in our family there is a limitation that is limiting us the gates just do not open but the gates the gatekeepers are persecuting you what you need to do is set up a altar in your family set up a altar set up a altar in your family because there was a altar in the mount moriah hallelujah and the territory was marked by by abraham at that revelation david commanded the gates to open up hallelujah we are commanding gates doors to open up in jesus mighty name but we don't have the revelation of what gates are you have to understand these things okay point number 4 is you enter through the gates with his presence and his presence in that and will give you rest as you have defeated the gates and entered it okay the fourth point let me explain it to you from the bible which is in okay <coughs> okay which is in um first chronicles chapter number first chronicles let's go to first chronicles chapter number hallelujah one moment okay not first chronicles let us go to the book of samuel to the parallel verse in samuel which will be more clearer for us to understand in the book of samuel and second samuel okay second samuel chapter number chapter number 7 verse number 1 2 Samuel chapter number 7 verse number 1 it says now it came to pass when the king was dwelling in his house and the lord had given him rest from all his enemies all around when did this happen in chapter number 6 he brought the ark of the covenant in jerusalem after the presence after the glory and the ark of the covenant was settled in the throne room in jerusalem in the throne place of god the bible says the lord gave david rest 
the Lord gave David rest. Hallelujah. When you enter with the presence of God, even in a demonic principality, because Jerusalem was a place of conflict, when David entered the gates with the presence and the glory of God, even the demonic principality was silenced and the reign of God was established over Jerusalem and the Lord gave him rest. Before this, there was turbulence, turmoils and all unpeaceful atmosphere around because people were fighting for Jerusalem. But as soon as the, the Lord of glory, the King of glory entered the gates of Jerusalem, there was rest in David's life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you, is the Holy Spirit talking to you? When, when you go through the gates with the presence of the Lord, even if that, if, if that place killed other people, it will give you rest. Hallelujah. Even if it destroyed other servants of God, you will prosper in that place because you entered the gates with the glory of God. David was the first one to capture Jerusalem. Read your Bible. David was the first man, mighty man of God, mighty man of valor to capture Jerusalem and establish the rest of God in Jerusalem. Why? Because he entered the gates with the king of glory. He entered the gates with the king of glory. And there was peace all around until David's reign in Jerusalem. Hallelujah. Then you know, know what happened? Solomon came and he was not abiding with the laws of the altar. And again unrest came. The powers, you know, principalities don't die. They are silenced when the king of glory comes in. That is what happened with Joseph. Joseph entered the gates of Egypt, the palace of Egypt, with the anointing of God, with the mystery of God over his head. And this Pharaoh, Pharaoh is not a good king. He is a stubborn king. He does not like the people of Israel or other nations. But this Pharaoh had to bow down to Joseph. Because he entered the gates of Egypt with the king of glory. Hallelujah. People of God, are you ready to enter the nations with the presence of the king of glory? Amen. Amen. And the principalities and the powers and the demons, the rulers of darkness sitting on the gates, they were silenced. And they all obeyed Joseph. Hallelujah. Many other, many other people would go to Egypt. To seek a job for Egypt, they will not get, get even a job in Egypt. But here Joseph enters and brings things, things under his control. Why? Because he entered the gates with the king of glory. Doing that, he defeated the gatekeepers, the rulers of darkness sitting on the gates of the territory. Of the territory. Maybe your ancestors were not able to defeat the demons, but you are being chosen to possess the gates of the enemy. To break that gate, hallelujah. And to subdue that principality that is ruling over your life and family in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Oh my God. Oh my God. Hallelujah. That, okay. I want to, there is, there is, there is something, there are many more things. There are many more points now. Let me, let me go into the next revelation and then I will end. Then we will pray. And I think on Sunday night, I will continue this topic. Okay. Now, this gates brings us to the revelation of the gates of Hades. Gates of Hades that was introduced to Peter as a church model that I will build my church upon you, the rock, Peter. 
and the gates of Hades. Remember that verse? Let's go to Matthew's chapter number 16. Matthew's chapter number 16. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Matthew's chapter number 16, verse number 18 and 19. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against, the, against it. Everyone say the gates of Hades shall not uh, prevail against the church. Come on, remove your mute and make a declaration that is powerful. The gates of Hades shall not prevail against the church. Hmm? Amen. Now listen to me. This, these are the gates of Hades. The church is supposed to suppress the forces of darkness by penetrating in principalities and defeating the gates. That is what the church is supposed to do. Like what David did, he entered the gates of Jerusalem with the king of glory and because the king of glory was with him, the gates opened up to him. And the church is now supposed to penetrate into the demonic principalities of nations, defeat the powers on the gates and penetrate into it like David, conquering the nation and bringing the rest and the principles of God in the very nations of the earth. Hallelujah. People of God, you are young, you are old, you are 60, 65, 70. I am telling you, it does not matter. You are a warrior like David. You are a warrior like David. And you are a part of an apostolic church. You are the church of God. And you have to defeat the gates. How will you defeat the gates? Entering in it with the king of glory. Building altars inside of territories that can mark the ownership of God in New York. That can mark the ownership of God in Ontario or in Canada, in, 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 in other places in Nigeria. Building altars. What we are doing is we are building altars. We are building altars. Marking the ownership of the most high God. So the, at the coming of the presence of God with us, the gates of the territories will be defeated. When the gates are defeated, the, terit the principality loses the hold. If the, security, if the security at the gates are defeated, the principality will lose the hold over the territory. I am telling you, the gates carry the main power. That I will explain you on Sunday. We don't have time today. So the church is supposed to suppress the forces of darkness by penetrating in principalities and defeating the gates. Secondly, it can do so by the ministry of prayer that is building altars to bring the governance of the kingdom and the lordship of Christ in the nations. Hallelujah. Matthew 16 verse 19 says, after Jesus says about the gates of Hades shall not prevail against you, he says in verse 19, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. What are the keys? I will explain to you on Sunday what are the keys, okay? And I will give you, give you the keys of the kingdoms of, kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Why key? What is a key? The key is the access to the gate. Everyone say the key is the access to the gate. 
the key is the access and the access is the mystery which is a revelation that we need to receive the oh my god the church is occupied by music the ch church is producing music albums it is it is going on a track which is which it is not called for the church is called to possess the gates of the enemy we are the descendants of abraham and we shall possess the gates of the enemy the, which gate the gate of hades in the name of jesus christ hallelujah so that that key comprises of prayer spiritual warfare building of altars that is spiritual warfare and prayer oh my the, the jesus did not said to peter um, i will build my church and you will play music guitar keyboard in my church no he said the gates of hades shall not prevail against it i am i am not despising don't don't get me wrong okay i am not despising we worship here but the primary responsibility of the church is this that many pastors don't even know because they are not trained in this in their bible college or in their degree of divination what they are taught is theory and with mere theory you cannot start the house of god you need to go on the mountain top to receive revelation you need to meet god many people are preaching about a god whom they have not met with they don't know him as soon as a preacher preaches whatever he preaches i would know by his speaking whether this guy knows god or just is preaching from his head knowledge a man who knows god you will understand by his speakings you will know that he meets with god you know that he, god speaks to him hallelujah but that is not so with many preachers and that's why the body of christ is oh dying down hallelujah people are so busy people are so occupied with church so called church activities the church is a mega church don't think oh the church is a, a, a church of 10000 people the church is powerful no the church is not powerful because the church is not even doing nothing to the gates of hades they are only playing music and doing men's uh, what men's meeting women's meeting children's activities youth meeting taking them to movie taking them to picnic all those things no prayer no building of altars no revelation hallelujah but the church is called to dominate and to possess the gates of hades by what by the keys of the kingdom by the keys of the kingdom that jesus has given to the church that by which whatever you be loose on earth will be loosed in the spiritual realms whatever we bind on earth will be bound in the realms of the spirit by what because we have established a altar in a place that governs the place by the prayer and the utterance of my mouth whatever i say happens in that place a sorcerer cannot control that territory i am in control by the spirit of the lord hallelujah by the building of altars hallelujah do you know whenever i travel to a place i don't go there to minister on the pulpit in the beginning the lord started to send me to places not to minister but to build altars i went to several villages in india just booked a hotel room went there built an altar came back to mark the ownership of god in the territories of india hallelujah i have marked the ownership of god by building altars but it will take some time for the pastors of this nation for the believers of this nation to come in alignment with this revelation so that the altars can function in its full power 
Oh God, hallelujah. Do you know these teachings? Many in India cannot take it in because they are not prepared. They are babies. They would not understand my speakings, what I teach. Hallelujah. God has chosen specific people to listen to these messages. And if you are the one who is listening to these messages, you are chosen for a very crucial time, such a time as this. And God is training you. Everyone cannot listen to these messages. I don't preach these messages in India, never. I only started preaching it when God started to give me utterance to release it. And it happened in these meetings. Hallelujah. Because God is preparing a church against whom the gates of Hades shall not prevail against. Oh, hallelujah. Let us pray. I decree and declare that I, have, uh, I am a descendant of Abraham. And I shall possess the gates of the enemies. I shall possess the gates of the enemy. I decree and declare those gatekeepers and rulers of darkness sitting on the gates. Not approving people to go out. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I pray for the powers to be blinded. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Today I defeat and destroy the gates of Hades. I release fire of the Holy Spirit against the gates of Hades. I pray for your people tonight. Many are being held in bondage and they cannot escape through the gates because the gates are not letting them go. But tonight I pray by this revelation you release power you release power you release power for the gates to open up for the gates to open up and the powers of the gates to come down in the mighty name of jesus christ even we were worshiping i i i was seeing certain things and i pray against those certain things there is a spirit in india which is worshipped as a god and it's like an elephant and i saw that elephant the spirit against some person's life and I bind that spirit right now in Jesus mighty name that false God in Jesus mighty name that is attacking that person's life I bind that power right now in Jesus mighty name then secondly I saw a, 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 I think not so much young but a boy playing basketball basketball whoever that person is related with basketball he plays basketball in jesus mighty name hallelujah i pray that the holy spirit will touch that person's life right now wherever is that person i pray for that person every evil old to break upon that person in jesus mighty name and i declare salvation i declare salvation oh holy spirit oh that you will bring conviction that person has heard the gospel but let an encounter and let a visitation come in his life from you holy spirit that he may know you in the mighty name of jesus christ a prento mambra kali antrobo sambra Empralal The Lord says that you are just an earthen vessel, but the glory in you is what will differentiate you. Like Apostle Paul says, we are earthen vessels carrying the glory of God in us. And I can see pots, I can see earthen pots being filled with oh glory that I cannot explain. Something illuminated, something like a radiant glory. It's been filled. The vessels are filled with the glory of God in this place. Vessels are filled with the glory of God in this place. If you are listening to me, in Jesus mighty name, the glory of God is filling you. 
Meno ya manse ya barbeta karalato. Emprakal borobo shambraba lakrabala barabo. Lakrabala ministries that have come down. Ministries that people were doing. That were that had fallen down. God is restoring ministries. God is restoring ministries. Hallelujah. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. God is restoring ministries. Yes, in Jesus' mighty name right now. Lebo shambreti kaibala. Emprakal boyarabika zianta. Escape the gates of Jezebel. Some people are like Elijah. Lembria, you are being suffocated by the spirits in that territory. Escape from that place and go to the Mount of Horeb to seek God. Get out of that place, Rebra, and your ministry is getting restored. You will you, you are not going to die in Jesus' mighty name. There is a long way. That, that is there is a great journey for you to take in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. I decree and declare in this place you are building the remnant the church against which the gates of Hades the Ecclesia you are building the Ecclesia against which the gates of Hades cannot prevail in the name of Jesus Christ father thank you for your mighty power Lord we give you the glory we give you the honor we give you the praise Lord I cover all of us Lord who are you with the blood of Jesus Christ of Nazareth Lord we give you the glory once again. Lord, I pray that people will take the fire from this place, from this meeting and will increase that fire, Lord. We will increase in that fire. That whatever tries to shut off that fire in their life, situations, people, voices, whatever sins, in Jesus' mighty name, I destroy those holds. I destroy those powers in Jesus' mighty name. Let them grow. Let the fire spread from this place to the ends of the nations, Lord. Let the gospel of the kingdom from this place, let it be reached out to the ends of the earth. The ends of the earth in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Hallelujah. We give you all the praise, honor and glory. Hallelujah. We cover all of us, Lord. All the families, Lord. Even those who were not able to join. With the blood of Jesus, in Jesus' mighty name, we pray. And we all shout, Amen. Amen. Let's, let's clap our hands and give glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Tomorrow, Sister K will announce for the meeting.